So, what does it take to launch and run an Amada Senior Care franchise? Well, find out on another episode of We Are Amada. I'm Marcos Mora. Welcome to the show. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of We Are Amada. And I have a treat for you today. We have our second franchise partner ever, Ken Jensen, joining us for the third time. Ken was in our first episode, the sixth episode, and here he is again. I wanted to bring Ken back to give you guys an update on how his business is doing and a little bit more about his original story. Like, how did he find Amada? And it's such a crazy story how he actually found Amada back in 2012. He'll also share a little bit about what's amazing about the business, what's hard about the business, and give you some advice if you are right now thinking about starting a home care company. So here's Ken Jensen, let's go. Thank you for taking the time again. No problem. To, uh, to be with us. And, and I think that I've probably had you on content, it may be podcast or video, whatever, more than anybody else in Amada. And it's more of a selfish thing for me because I love hanging out with you. And I, I also think that your story is, is uh, pretty incredible. So because you've been on so much, I thought maybe that what you could uh, help us with is, is, can you give us a little bit about your background before Amada? Because I think that's also interesting and deeply into... Even with 2008, what you went through in 2008 and, and how you finally found uh, Amada. But just just if you go back to your background a little bit more about that, and then we'll jump into the Amada side. Okay. So I graduated from Brigham Young University in, in 84. God, 1984. That seems like forever ago. Holy Toledo. I was uh, seven years old. There you go. Seven, I was a seven-year-old seven boy in, in Sao Paulo, Brazil. When you graduated awesome. from, from uh, BYU. Yeah. So I, I became a stockbroker with Merrill Lynch and w did that play, um, had fun doing that for quite a while. And then um, started my own company and did energy efficient lighting and worked on that. And then really got a break in one of the parents of one of my softball, my daughter's softball teams. He was a contractor and he asked what we did. And I told him we did energy efficient lighting. He said, I may need your help one day. And the year later, he called me up and said, oh my gosh, Ken, we just won um, Fort Carson, the military base down in Colorado Springs. And I said, what does that mean? He says, I don't know. Come down and talk to me. So I went down, met with him and we became a contractor and we started doing military housing. And mm -hmm. so we would take a house and we would tear it down to basically to the studs and rebuild it in 60 days. And so that was, you know, demo. And then we'd come back in and we were just doing electrical to start. And then about a year into the project, they asked us if we could do plumbing. And so we started doing the plumbing side and it was great. And they, they took us nationwide. We were um, doing military housing um, all across the country. I think at one point we had eight bases going at the same time. And wow. I owned the company and it was, it was a I mean, it was, it was awesome. And so things were going great. And then about 2008, um, the government stopped having budgets. And so they literally, we went from billing roughly $2 million a month to $166,000 a month in one week because wow. the program just fell apart. And so I started looking for a new opportunity. And a, a friend of mine said, hey, you ought to talk, you ought to get into senior home care. And I, to be honest, I had never heard of home care. I'd never yeah. heard of senior home care. I didn't even know what it was. 
But at the same time, I was I was remember I was reading an article in Sports Illustrated about Phil Knight, the owner of Nike, uh-huh. and they were asking him why he was so successful. And he said, well, basically, um, Adidas was too early and Puma was too late. I hit the baby boomers at the exact right time. And I thought to myself, man, I got to get into something that has baby boomers involved because that's what I'm looking no for. No way. Hey, did you watch uh, Air? The, the 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 new new movie Air about Phil Knight and how he how oh, no, his I team seen it yet. oh you got to watch that about how they I get guess. Michael Jordan yeah yeah it's incredible I, I I'll, I'll watch that but so he said that, yeah they hit the baby boomers at the exact perfect time and it, it exploded and so that's why I thought I got to find something like that and this just kind of was perfect. So I went to a couple of um, discovery days for a couple of different companies. These are other other franchises that you just you found them online and you thought, well, I'll yeah. just I'll look for a senior care franchise. Yep, exactly. And so the thing that was very disturbing to me is they said, yeah, if you do really well and you work really hard, you can make a hundred thousand dollars a year. And I had zero interest in that. <laughs> that was not where I wanted to go. Making a hundred thousand dollars a year was. I mean, I have ten kids. There's that. There's no yeah, way yeah. that wasn't going to fly. So I thought, well, I'll just start my own. And so I bought a franchise in a box. It cost me $999. And I started working on um, getting my license and going to work. And this this was a uh, like a course that you could buy, right? Some Something yeah. they just delivered. They delivered to you this, yeah. a bunch of content, like a course. And you, you go and take it and do whatever you want with it. It was a thousand yeah. bucks. Thousand bucks, all the box, all the forms and everything. Wow. So I thought, okay, we're set. So anyway, later on, probably a month later, I was talking to somebody and they said, hey, there's a new franchise opening up. You ought to give them a try. And so I thought, okay. So I I called down to Southern California and we were living in Colorado at the time and Uh it was called Amada. And I called down and I said, hey, my name's Ken Jensen, and I hear you guys are franchising, and I would love to talk to somebody. And so the, the gal that was on the phone said, okay, great, I'll let you talk to Chad. And so all of a sudden, he answers the phone, and he says, is this Ken Jensen from Valencia, California? And I'm going, yeah. He says, this is Chad Fotheringham. And I said, no way. And I had been his scout leader when he was 16, and I was like 25. And so it was crazy. So I said, Chad, tell me about what you got going. And so he told me all about Amada. He told me about long-term care insurance. He told me about the VA benefits. And I said, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I'm looking for. So I flew down the very next day and spent a week with Chad and Taffa and went through all the, the, what they were doing, how they were doing it, everything. And we decided, yeah, we're gonna buy a franchise. So I bought the franchise. We were number two. Number two. Yep, and it was we've exploded. I mean, it's been the greatest thing in the world. I, I have absolutely loved it. I've been I've owned my modern franchise now for going on twelve years. Yeah, and it's been amazing. What's crazy about and you say about being number two to to give you an idea of of context, we had one franchise partner, of course, which is Robert Christensen, who is also friends with Chad. Yeah, and he had signed his agreement in March. I think you were around August, September, July. right? July. 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 So at that point, I was still on unemployment because our previous company was, we were shutting it down and we had just started the franchise on the Amada side. And I, for, for me, it was still, man, is this, this is thing going to, going to work? I guess, I don't know because, because we had one franchise partner, right? A lot of people don't realize that when you, when you start the franchise, it's, 
you know, that's what it is. You, you, and nobody wants to be number one, number two, other than you and Rob. Hey, did it matter to you that you were number two? Did that even cross your mind? No, because I had owned my own companies for 20 years. And I had, I had been, I mean, I just wanted the idea. And, yeah. and you know, the great thing is, is that Amada gave us the idea and the, the training. And I always knew that if I could bring the payer source along with the service, to cover the need, it would be a grand slam. And nobody else does what we do. Nobody else was bringing that payer source to help cover the cost of home care that we were, which was the VA benefits and the long-term care insurance. And so the second I heard that, I knew I was in. I knew that that was the answer. And, and people don't understand what that means. But when I sit down with a family and I say, look, you're totally covered. Look, your long-term care insurance is gonna cover all of this. There's no haggling about price. There's no concerns about anything. Right. It's all just like, yay, how do we do this? And then mm -hmm. we take it from there and we run with it. We take care of all of the claim process. We take care of all the billing. We build the long-term care insurance company directly. They pay us directly. It works like gold. It's amazing. And that was in 2012. You, when did you start operating what month? So we bought our franchise in July. And we got our license in November, on no, right, right in the very first part of November. We got our first client November 29th or 30th. So, okay, and, and here's, here's what's interesting is I remember in, in 2012 when we knew about this differentiation of bringing the payer source, there was this thought that, well, we might as well do it now before our competitors all jump in because we all thought, well, our competitors are going to jump in. It only makes right. sense, right? And now 12 years later, what have you seen? Have you, have, are, you, are you getting more folks doing the same thing that we do? Not in, in Colorado Springs, no. We, we, I never see that. I never worry about my competition doing what we do because they don't. Nobody does what we do. And everybody in Colorado Springs, if somebody talks about long-term care insurance, the people I, I ask, the number one question I ask new clients all the time is, how'd you get my name? And they will, if they say, well, I mentioned a couple of times that I had long-term care insurance. She says, and he said, and five people referred me to you. I mean, yeah. Ken, everybody that hears long-term care insurance knows you and they know you're the guy to talk to. Yeah, and that's, it's, it's been very, and, and if, if you're listening to this and you're going through the discovery process with you, we, we go through a little bit more about what it is that makes us so different and, and why is it that our competitors don't do it. But it's always been astounding to me that we've had this moat around us for so long and it continues 12 years later. It's just, it's astounding. And, and here's the other thing too, Ken, is the other thing we didn't know back then, we had a hunch, but we, we thought, you know, will this work everywhere in the country? And two things that people say to me, one is they say, well, in my market, when you Google, I need a caregiver, there's five pages of home care companies. That's one thing is my, my market is really competitive. Or the second thing they say is, well, I don't live in Orange County like you do, Marcos. Like I'm in, you know, some town in the United States. This isn't Florida. This isn't. And here you are, right? You're, it's 2012. We were only successful in Orange County. Robert had become somewhat, he was doing some volume in Washington, but did it matter to you that you're in, I mean, Colorado Springs is as far as seniors go and it's not a Florida, it's not the no. wealthiest place in the country. Did it matter to, and, and you had competition. Did that matter to you at all? No, it's where I live. So it's just, you know, I'm, I, I'm a, put my head down and go to work and make it happen. Um, I will tell you that I met with, there was a guy that he runs the Area Agency on Aging. And the first time I met him, which was right after we started, 
I said, hey, his name's Kent. I said, Kent, I, I would like to meet with you and introduce my new com my company to you. And he looked at me and he said, nah, no, nah, I'm not interested and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> what? He totally blew me off. Just blew you off. Wait, he was, he was really what? He was, what, what was it? Well, he was with who? He was with the Area Agency on Aging. Which what what do they do? They're they're what? They're they they give vouchers to seniors to cover home care. They're kind of like a senior and um, they help seniors everywhere. So finally about two months later, I tracked him down again. I said, Ken, I really want to meet with you. He says, Ken, there are a hundred and thirty home care companies in Colorado Springs. Why should I take ten minutes to meet with you? You will be out of business within within six months. I said, he said this. He said this. Yeah. He said you'll be yes. out of business in six months. <laughs> yes. Oh he my said gosh. This. And and so I said, I said, he says, all right, be there at nine o'clock tomorrow. You have ten minutes. That's it. So I I made sure I was early, and I was there. I met with him, and we talked for two hours about long-term care insurance, about VA benefits, about how we do business, about how we build the insurance company. And he looked at me, he says, you are gonna blow this city apart. He says, you are gonna blow this thing away. And because nobody does what we do. And people tell me all the time, oh yeah, but you're in little teeny tiny Colorado Springs, you have right. no competition. Yeah, it was this the other way, right, yeah. And we had 130 mom, and most, you're right, most of them are mom and pops, and most of them are just, you know, single owners and they get, you know, eight, nine, 10 clients. And then they don't take any more until somebody dies because they can't. Mm -hmm. And that was mm -hmm. never my focus. My focus from the day one, Marcos, was to bill a million dollars in a month. That was my number one goal. So full disclosure, we have had people come into Amada, give the, the college try and not make it. It does happen. And the other thing, you, you just mentioned earlier, you had zero knowledge of what home care even was. You had no healthcare experience. You, I mean, but what was it, Ken? Why, why did you, why did you succeed? I, I can tell you why. I have a, an ability to put my head down and do the same thing every day. And it doesn't bother me at all. Um, at the beginning of the summer, I decided I was going to um, stop doing CrossFit yeah. and just start focusing on walking 10,000 steps every day and wait today, you're not doing you know, you're not doing uh uh orange you're, you're not doing orange theory no after covid it kind of blew up and they you know they wanted to make you wear masks so i did i did orange theory i think i did i got my 100 day orange theory thing in less than four months and that was also a place that said they they were like no you're not going to show up every day right then the orange theory guys say i'm, I'm sure you're not going to be here every day and you did you, you were there every day yeah i did the same thing at crossfit and I have finished, I just today, I hit my 150th day in a row of hitting 10,000 steps. That's a lot of steps every day. Well, yeah. I and mean, usually it's 12 to 14,000 steps. So if you think about it, that's 1.5 million steps in less since the beginning of summer. So consistency. You, you have no problem. No problem. If I say I'm going to go do drops every day, when I first started, I did drops five days a week, every single week of the month. What are drops? What do you mean by drops? I think it's so funny because when you find when you hear what this is, it's the most unsophisticated thing ever. So go tell tell us what that is. I used to, so when I started, the idea was how do I get in front of the the people that are going to refer me? And so I thought I'm just going to take donuts. So I started taking donuts, and I think at one point I calculated I'd taken over a million donuts to the people around Colorado Springs just to say, hey, I'm Amada, and we specialize in long term care insurance. And that was my message. 
And literally, I now I take everything I can. I take cookies, snacks, potato chips, whatever, whatever looks good to me at the time. But yeah. I do it religiously every single day. And I started with um, 10 a day. And I was every morning, I'd leave my, my house at 7 a.m., get to my office, and I'd leave the office by 8, and I would go out and do drops. And people asked, well, why are you successful? And I said, because my people knew that if it was Tuesday and it was 9.37, I was going to be there at 9.37, and I built that trust. I, I would walk into facilities, and I would see the executive director walking out with her coffee saying, hey, what kind of donuts do we have today? I mean, literally, it became that consistent. And it was my only way to show who Amada was and that we could handle their situation. And it worked It worked great. When I first started, um, Amada had a guy actually call up and make fun of me because the way I was marketing. But it worked great. And wait, it, wait, it wait. You mean like another another franchise partner called you up and said, you're crazy. That's That doesn't work. No, really? Not a franchise partner. It was the guy that used to sell franchises before you, Marcos. He's now selling pretzel franchises. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, well, no, he wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was funny. So, I mean, I, I just had to do things the way I felt comfortable with. And when I first started, you know, Mata said, yeah, take in a dozen bagels and a big pot of coffee and all that kind of stuff. And I'm not a coffee drinker. And so that, that didn't work for me. And I tried it and it didn't work. So I did what I felt comfortable with. Yeah. And um, it worked. It's It's been the greatest thing in the world. Because who doesn't want snacks and even yesterday when i was doing my drops yesterday i've been doing this for 12 years and i'm still doing drops <laughs> and yesterday i walk in and it was to a hospice company and the gal walked up she says we love amada we talk about you guys every single day because we're in the snack room and there your stuff is and you guys are amazing so you know i just i i i try and do the same thing every day and it's been a great thing i've lo i've loved working with amada i've loved owning my amada franchise it's been the greatest thing i've ever done my family has loved it my kids you know my kids have been involved with i've had four daughters work for us oh i didn't know about the girls i i they they actually worked with you i didn't know that yeah i've had four daughters be caregivers or marketers or on the phone um, receptionist, schedulers. Um, it's been awesome. And now you're uh, not the oldest. Your middle boy is still... No, my oldest son. He is and, your oldest. Yeah, he graduated with his doctorate in neurology. Uh -huh. And I called him up after he graduated. And I said, Danny, I need you to come work for me. I need you to come run my office. And so he said, okay. And he's been with me now for seven years. That's amazing. But it's not all, you know, puppies and roses and and fluffy clouds. I mean, there's struggles, there's difficulty, the, the business is hard. What's hard about it? Your caregivers are hard. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to we hire eight to ten caregivers every week. And and but just pause there. Eight to ten caregivers every week for the last twelve years. Yeah. Right. I mean, like it it is an engine. It's like the factory that never stops pumping out whatever it is that they're pumping out. Like that's right. one thing that people because need to realize is it will never stop. Right. And we we are literally in a situation where we're an entry level position and they're making the decision. Do I go work for McDonald's or do I work for Amada? 
and they get out on their first shift with Amada and they realize this is not for me and they quit. Mm -hmm. And there's no amount of orientation, no amount of pre that first visit that you can they can figure out if this is something they're going to love or not. Now, we hire a lot of people that have been in the business for a long time. So that's easy because mm -hmm. they know what they're getting into. But those people that are entry level, that it's their first time, that's the battle we always face. And then you have things that happen in the home that all right, tell our people all the time, we're here to be your family. We're here to help. And we help caregivers all the time. When they go through hard times, we're standing them by them side by side and helping them accomplish what they want to accomplish. And we beg them, don't steal from our clients because if you do that, yeah. the police get involved and it gets ugly fast. Yeah. But, but we treat our whole office staff and our people like their family. And that's been really, really, really good. I just hired a girl that was a, she was, she started off as a caregiver mm -hmm. um, back in 2011, no, 2013, 2013. And so 10 years ago, and then we moved her into a scheduler. She um, went off and became a real estate agent. And she just called me a couple of weeks ago and said, with the real estate market, where it is, I just right. need a real job. And so we're going to hire her back as a recruiter. And so it's kind of interesting. After 10 years, she's coming back to work for us. She's coming back. Well, yes. and, and I think one thing you've always told me is there is a personality fit there because I think with whatever struggles you've gone through, there is, and you can tell us about, there is a, a satisfaction you have of knowing that you employ hundreds of people, right? Yeah. That, that, you, that you are known in the community as somebody that when people move into your church or people move into the community and they need a job, that you're the guy that you can say, come work for me. And and there is a yeah. status, you you enjoy that. I love that. I, I knew that when we finished the military construction, I knew there were two things that I wanted to do. I wanted to work with families because I had had the ability to work with families. I knew I wanted to employ people. And I knew I wanted to have something that if my kids wanted to do it, they could do it. And so it's been a great thing. It really has. I love that. We talk about that often with folks when they're looking at the business and they say, what what should I uh, be careful about or, or what's not a good fit? And I, I do think that there are entrepreneurs that can get into this business where at night they, the, the idea that so many people called in sick that day or so many people quit that day or that they at night go, I can't do this anymore, right? Yeah, so Marcos, in February, my very first year, we had 21 clients. And I will never forget, within three days, we had seven clients die. And I just thought, oh a my third, God. That's a third of your a clients. third just of my clients. All at away. once. Yeah. All yep. at once. Yep. And I remember calling Chad. It was late at night one night. And I was sitting out in front of my house going, Chad, I don't think I can do this. I have worked so hard to build my business. I don't, I don't know if I can do this. And he says, yeah. you know, Ken, he says, you just got, he says, you probably won't have another client die for two or three more months. And you know what? I, I will remember, I remember that I did not have another client die till November. So it wow. was like, oh my God. Yeah. Um, it was crazy. But you know, my biggest day as I signed 13 clients in one day, that was my biggest day. And that was a day that I started off at eight, eight o'clock in the morning, marketing and doing my drops. And by the end of the day, it was probably 1030 at night. And I had signed 13 clients because they were that all a, a lot of the day. late ones. Were it was huge. It was white, wipe me out. But it just shows you what's a, what happens when you're busting your butt and you're marketing and you're letting people know who you are and what you're doing. But and then I had to go hire caregivers because at that point right. I was hiring right. the caregivers and signing clients. 
That was my yeah, job. Yeah, you were it. Yeah. I've never been the inside guy. I've always been the outside guy. I've never been tempted to do operations. Never once. It is not what I do. And that's why when I hired Danny, it was he runs the whole inside part of our company. There you go. You're back. Yeah. So Danny, Danny runs. And, and that's what we also tell entrepreneurs, too, is I think we're a better fit, at least in we're in 170 locations. And so far, I think we've proven that we're a better fit for the entrepreneur who is more you, right, who, who is going to be front and who is going to hire the people to do operations. And I don't know, Ken, if it's so much that we Amada are a better fit for that. Or if that's the business, I, I'm always worried about people that acquire a senior care franchise, maybe with another company, and they don't really enjoy going out. They don't enjoy doing the drops you're talking about, meeting with people who they've never known, or they're going to cry in their car when, you know, that guy told you you'll be out of business in six months. Some people would have heard that and cried in their car, right? Yeah. I don't care which senior care company you go with. I don't think that this is the business for you, right? I, it's just, I don't think it's going to work out. So I was a, I was a stockbroker with Merrill Lynch. And the way I be, built my business in, in Merrill Lynch was I called 300 people every day. So, I mean, if you have call anxiety, this is not the right, this is not the right business. I have yeah. zero call anxiety. Yeah. I, I can call anybody anytime. It doesn't bother me ever. I can go meet with people face to face. When I was a stockbroker with Merrill Lynch, I decided I would drive through all the Disney parking lots and write down names and numbers so I could call them because I thought that's a great company to be a, uh, own stock in. Okay, hang on, hang on. You did what? You, what did you do? Oh, I was a stockbroker with Merrill Lynch. And you yeah. know, Disney is right around the corner from where we were in Westwood. And okay. so I would drive into the Disney studios and they all had their names above their parking spaces. And I would just drive through there and write down their names so that I could call them later, cold call them, and I had a name. So I'd call them and say, is John Smith there? John, this is Ken Jensen. I specialize in Disney stock, and I'd like to talk to you about the opportunities you have and your stock that you're getting from Disney. I had 50 clients from Disney. From Disney, It was awesome. No way. That's incredible. Yeah. So, the, I mean, this is an out-of-the-box thinking kind of thing. You have yeah. to think outside the You have to think, who do seniors come in contact with? How do I get a hold of those people? How do I get them to recognize that I'm somebody they can trust and refer their clients to me? And and, and that's the whole game. And and speaking of that, which I think is a great point, the idea that this this is still not today, and I don't know how much of your business is, is split this way, but this is not a Google pay-per-click, Facebook ads, TV ads. No. You know, if, if you just do the, because a lot of people come into this and they're like, they're great marketers. They were amazing marketers in a previous life. Like, oh my gosh, I can Google ads this thing and generate a bunch of leads. Uh, what, what's your mix of lead gen business and referral based business? Um, we track all of our referrals. I mean, I could give you exactly where 100% of our referrals comes because that's the number one question I ask everybody. Where'd you get my name? Because I want to know that. Yeah. And we push really hard. Um, and that's one of the things when radio and TV come calling, I say, you know, I know where 100% of my leads come from. And they say, well, we're, we're kind of hoping to build you, you know, all this kind of stuff. And it's kind of sketchy. And I just don't, I've, I've, I've wasted the money on those things before and it's never yeah. worked for me. And so we get, you know, I would say we talk about payer mix. I'd say 75% of my clients have long-term care insurance. And they didn't, and they didn't find you through a dot-com ad or a Google. No. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Th that's not how they're finding you. Correct. It's yeah. by my own personal marketing. 
Yeah. And that I think is a great point about this business. And there are other businesses, by the way. It's so interesting. You know, I love Jersey Mike's. I think Jersey Mike's is a great business. If you want to do like you open the Jersey Mike's and, and you have a location, you put the staff in there and it's not about your ability to go out and build relationships. I don't think, but that's what that business is. Right. And it could be great business for somebody else. My brother-in-law owns um, three great clips. And, yeah, um, yeah. And, and and that's what he does. And it's interesting how different our two businesses are. Yeah. And he he's in heaven. And when yeah. I talk numbers to him, he can't even fathom the numbers we talk. He, they don't make yeah. sense to him. That's 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 very. And so so much of this, I think, is is finding the right fit. Right. Is is making sure that you're driving the right vehicle. You're the right you're the right driver for the vehicle you're in. So it's so so important. Well, Ken, this is probably video number 20 that you've been kind enough to do with us. Thank you so much for uh, for doing it. And we will see you in, we have Nashville coming up, which is our annual conference. First Two time weeks. out of California. Two weeks, we'll be in, in Nashville together. That should be a, a really fun time. Uh, all of our franchise partners come out. And I'm assuming, Ken, you'll probably do, be doing some speaking there. Or are, are you off the hook this year? I have no idea. They don't tell me. They just say, you know, stand up there and talk for 20 minutes. And so, I, I mean, it's... <laughs> It's, I, I love it. So it's great. And and I would, and, you know, anybody that ever want, once you buy an Amata franchise, if you ever want to come spend a week with me, you're welcome to and see how we do what we do because what we do is very unique. And I think that probably over half of our franchise partners have taken you up on that. I think you've had almost it, over half have come and spent time with you in Colorado, right? Yeah. And it's been fun. I enjoy it. I love it. Ken, thank you so much for your time, man. I appreciate you. We'll see you in two weeks. Thank you for always doing these and being willing to uh, spend time with us. Thanks, Marcos. Have a great day. You too, man. Bye-bye.